Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Good evening and welcome back to Travel Tip Tuesday. I am so glad that you joined me once again uh, for this weekly, weekly Facebook Live podcast slash uh, YouTube show that talks about all things Disney um, as well as things about land tours and all-inclusives and cruising and kind of everything in between. There's lots of different things to consider uh, in the world of travel, but as a former Walt Disney World cast member and Disney enthusiast, if you will, uh, we spend a lot of our time uh, talking about Disney in general. So uh, tonight, uh, it is November the 5th, 2019, and we're going to talk about the most important thing uh, when planning a trip to Walt Disney World, really uh, any vacation destination, but definitely the Walt Disney World Resort, because I'm going to have some um, sort of basic and specific uh, kind of travel tips for you tonight that come directly from Disney uh, that are very specific. But again, uh, some of these things are um, some of these things are kind of kind of general uh, as well. So um, anyway, so the, the number one thing that people often consider when planning a trip uh, w- without even realizing they're considering it is this it's safety and security safety and security so you know we've got our budgets you know we've got the places that we like to travel the things that we like to do you know what we even know uh you know if you're flying or, or cruising um there's certain you know intentional safety and security procedures uh that you've got to think about in theme parks you know you think about the safety the security lines going in back check, metal detectors, all those sorts of things. But it, it goes way beyond that um, at Disney. And a lot of these things are seen, and some of them um, are unseen. Uh, the Walt Disney Company uh, is very intentional uh, about safety and security procedures um, at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, they're all about creating a safe and secure environment inside and outside of the parks. So, you know, oftentimes, and this is where we're going to spend most of our time tonight, Oftentimes you think about safety and security in the parks because you think about things like ride heights and, you know, how you get buckled into rides and, you know, things you can bring in the parks, things you can't bring into the parks and, you know, uh, you know cameras and, and all those sorts of things that are keeping people safe. Um, but it goes well beyond that. And I'm going to read you some stuff directly from Disney here in a little bit uh, that kind of talks a little bit about their safety and security policies, but also give you some uh, very uh, tangible, practical travel tips, especially if you're traveling uh, with families uh, and loved ones along the way. So I do want to thank everybody that is listening on Facebook Live tonight. If you are listening on Facebook Live tonight, please say hello. Um, leave a comment, even if it's just hi. Um, or, or something of that nature. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a question about something and you're watching live or, or on delay, uh, please drop it in the comments. We'd love to hear from you uh, about that. I uh, also want to thank all the podcast listeners that listen, you know, basically in the days um, later on. Hello, Tanya. Thank you so much for that. Um, the, the podcast listeners, listeners that are uh, listening later on, I just checked a little while ago, and since we've been I'm doing this on podcasts, which is not too long, you know, about, um, I don't know, maybe a few months or so uh, that we've been doing this on podcasts. 
Um, we've had 953 downloads or listens as in th that's as of, you know, maybe 10 minutes ago. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, we're approaching a thousand and, you know, we should hit that hopefully within the next week to two weeks. Um, and once we do, I'm thinking about doing some sort of special giveaway there. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, could make a cool holiday gift for you if you're interested uh, in that. So uh, if you're tuning in live, um, if you're listening on podcast or even on YouTube, this, there's a YouTube channel. Please search Travel Tips Tuesday on YouTube and subscribe. Uh, once I hit 100 subs, you know, subscribers on YouTube, I'll be able to convert that random series of numbers and letters of a URL to something more uh, official and easily you know, shareable and recognizable. Um, I had a friend comment to me, his name is Ben, that they... Uh, if Ben, your family, if you're watching, hi, how are you? Um, that they love uh, watching this and, and hearing from this um, on TV on delay, not always live. Um, and that it's a least, little bit easier uh, access on YouTube. You can share the links a little bit easier. Um, you can you know, watch them on your TV through different uh, you know, smart apps on TVs and Rokus and Amazon Fire Sticks and all this stuff. Um, so... Uh, check out the YouTube channel. Please search Travel Tips Tuesday. You'll look for the, the same icon that I've got on the podcast channel. Um, the podcast version of this is available on pretty much any platform. So enough about that tonight. Um, from Disney, this is a question that people, you know, often ask. This is a, well, it's literally comes from the FAQ section of uh, the Disney Parks website. Um, this is a question that's there. What security measures do you have in place? So again, the question is, what security measures do you have in place? And this is in reference to security measures at Disney parks. Um, not in this specific ones at you know, Disney World. So the answer that you're going to hear more than likely applies to all the parks that are out there. Um, so again, the question is, what security measure do you, measures do you have in place? And I'm reading this verbatim. This is not me. This is coming directly from Disney. I'm just kind of the voice for you. It says this. We have a comprehensive approach, we as in Disney, have a comprehensive approach to security that includes, me includes measures that are visible and others that are not. We do not broadly discuss the specifics of our security procedures to avoid compromising their effectiveness. The visible security measures at our theme parks and resort hotels, so you know, again, we often think about it in the theme parks, but they also have security measures um, at the resort hotels, also, you know, at the, at the water parks, at uh, Disney Springs, all across property. Um, the visible security measures at our theme parks and resort hotels include the presence of uniformed police officers, usually specially trained hazard detection canines. So, uh, specially, you know, hazard, uh, trained hazard detection canines, dogs that you may see uh, wandering on the parks to help patrol the parks and resorts. Um, bag checks uh, that are often, you know, they're very common. Uh, folks tend to know about those more than any, any security measure outside of the uniformed officers. Um, bag checks at the theme park entrances and security kiosks at the resort hotels. So um, at Disney, you may see somebody in kind of a baby blue or sky blue, um, a, you know, shirt, kind of collar shirt, uniform, button down with the uh, Disney kind of security badge on. Um, and you know, they'll have a hat, they'll be, you know, dressed out in, you know, dress pants and shiny black shoes. They're, they're there to assist you if you have questions about Disney, um, you know, 
that they can definitely help you. They're also there to help keep you safe. Uh, and there are some, again, uniformed um, actual police officers and some plainclothes officers that, that are there as well. Um, now, you know, if the Orange County Sheriff's Office, so Orange County, Florida, not California, so Orange County, Florida, kind of in the Orlando area, um, they handle a lot of the more, shall we say, hands-on uh, security issues if there are any uh, security issues like that. So uh, usually their uniforms are green if you're down there uh, and you've ever seen them. Um, kind of going on with Disney's statement here from their website, in December of 2015, we, Disney, implemented... Uh, the Walt Disney Company at Disney Parks implemented additional security measures, including randomly selecting guests for a secondary screening using metal detectors at our theme park entrances. So, uh, if you've ever gone through a security checkpoint, whether you know you're going through the the bagless entrance or you know in a kind of a line for you know wheelchairs and strollers or you know one of the other lines there, and you've walked through and the metal detector did not go off or you know, they did not find anything funny in your bag, you could still potentially be pulled aside. You know, there's no uh, system, rhyme or reason that's public for how they do this. I guess, you know, it's, it's I don't know if it's done the same way that TSA selects the people that, that they screen at airports and other ports of entry uh, or not, um, but it, it does happen. There are sec random secondary screenings, so that's something you have to be aware of. Uh, there is a very clear list of things that are allowed and not allowed in the parks. Um, that's you know very just very transparent. Anything that's super serious, like firearms, um, to things that are slightly less serious but can be an inconvenience, like selfie sticks. Uh, selfie sticks were kind of famously banned, um, I think, a couple of years ago in the parks uh, due to people just doing some not smart things with them. We'll just put it that way. It's kind of the people that sort of ruined it for everybody, so to speak. So. Um, just, uh, just think about those things. Be intentional. Be careful about the things that you pack. Uh, kind of my first travel tip is don't pack too much when you go into the parks. If you are a family with young children, you're going to be very tempted to pack, you know, all the diapers and wipes you need. You're going to be very tempted to pack lots of different bottles for different things. You know, if you can pack dry formula, um, and, and if your, your child will tolerate, you know, mixed um, formula with either somewhere around room temp water, uh, or maybe you need to go to uh, a quick service uh, stop that has access to warm water to help you warm your bottle up, or maybe you go to the baby care center, uh, and they have some things there for you, so you don't need to pack the whole house. You know, I've talked about this before when traveling with young children. It's very, very tempting to, to bring just a lot of stuff because you want to be prepared if the world ends and you're in the middle of Walt Disney World. Um, there will be ways to get yourself taken care of. Don't get so overwhelmed with packing all the things that you think you might need just in case um, that you end up overwhelming yourself. Um, it's very easy to take a large stroller. We've got a double wide stroller. It fits within the guidelines. Uh, it's very easy to take one of those things and just cram it full of stuff. Um, don't do that. It'll make your day a lot easier, especially if you're not having to worry about unloading and offloading, unloading and offloading, all that stuff that you got. So um, pack light. That'll help the safety and security screenings go a lot easier for you at the checkpoints. Uh, so the security checkpoints, the way those have been set up around the parks have kind of changed um, a little bit over the past few years, especially even more recently uh, over the past couple of weeks as the new uh, security screening points for Epcot, the new entrance that sort of being was redesigned there. Um, it was sort of the first thing that uh, was redesigned um, as they sort of remodel really a third of the park, it feels like. 
uh, that first portion of the park that you go into, uh, there are construction walls up a lot of places, a lot of things have been changed, and a lot of that is to enhance the guest experience. They're adding some new things, some new attractions, they've removed some old things, uh, but they have changed the way security screening is. It used to where, um, and, and I think there's, they're in, in a transition point of this, where if you came in from one of the resort monorails, you would be screened when you get on the monorail, and then you would be screened again when you get off. There's a goal to actually eliminate that, so guests that are coming in from the resort monorails, so if you're coming from Magic Kingdom, um, you know, from the Transportation Ticket Center to Epcot, um, you won't have to go through security twice, because uh, that's been kind of a nuisance uh, for folks, and you may have heard about that on vlogs or blogs, or you know, you've been there yourself and experienced it maybe. Um, but again, they've, they've moved the security checkpoints out further uh, to help eliminate some of that uh, confusion as you get there to the parks. Um, so if, if you are traveling on the monorail at all, uh, at any point before you get on the monorail, you will go through a security bag check screening. Even if you're just resort hopping, you will go through it. Um, a couple of years ago, we went on kind of a resort hop around the monorail loop that goes around Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, to the Polynesian Village Resort, uh, the Contemporary and Grand, Grand Floridian, and you do have to do that. So that's something we experienced with a stroller, double wide stroller and small children, and it's not the most fun thing in the world to do. Uh, so again, pack light. It'll help make things a little bit easier on you. Um, in the park specifically, and again, I'm gonna get to some other kind of a, official sort of Disney uh, recommendations here in just a second. But in the park specifically, after you go through the security checkpoints, you get in there and you may see a security camera up. You know that people are watching you at Disney. Um, those things are there to help make sure that there aren't, you know, there, everybody in the park is, is okay to be here, that there aren't people coming into the parks that are not supposed to be there. Uh, you may have heard that you know, there are people that get banned for life uh, from Walt Disney World property, period, not just the parks. You know, if, if, if they get caught going to the parks, they've already gone a step too far. <laughs> Hopefully they won't have gotten that far. Um, but Disney is all about uh, keeping people safe. I mean, they're the number one, uh, Walt Disney World in Florida is the number one tourist destination in the world. So they have people from everywhere that are coming in there, all sorts of different cultures, creeds, religions, beliefs, and all sorts of things, all gathering together in this one place for one reason, just to experience Disney magic um, and the excellence that they provide. So, um, you know, be flexible. Those rules are not in place necessarily to point a finger at you, uh, but more so to think about the whole of the people that are there um, so that everybody can have an excellent, excellent magical experience. Um, a couple of those things that are common at theme parks everywhere are ride heights and ride instructions. Ride heights and ride instructions. Ride heights are one of those things where you know, if you're traveling with kids and they're kind of, you know, they may be an inch or two, kind of, you know, getting close to that magical 40-inch mark. And maybe they're about to get on their first roller coaster for the first time at Disney, but they're not quite there. So maybe you put them in an extra thick pair of shoes or an extra layer of socks on them. Um, so to kind of, you know, fudge them through the, 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 the height check system a little bit. Or, you know, maybe you get them to stand on their tippy toes or whatever. Don't do those things, okay? The rides and attractions at Walt Disney World are tested in very specific ways. Uh, the ride restraint, so the, the buckles, the bars, you know, the, the chest harnesses, whatever, you know, the chest things that kind of come over you uh, to hold you in in some cases. All of those things are tested in very specific ways 
uh, with specific, you know, weights and also uh, sizes um, of people, dummies. You know, they, there are specific kind of dummies that they use uh, for theme park attractions, roller coasters, uh, and whatnot before they start putting live human beings in those. All those things are tested with to the very specific requirements. Um, and if you decide to cheat just a little bit, you know, you're, you're risking something that may not end well. Um, occasionally, rarely, um, it, it does happen. Um, and I don't encourage you to go down this rabbit hole, but you might occasionally hear about something tragic that happens at Walt Disney World. Stuff has happened. Um, you know, there are very tragic things that, that some of which could have been avoided, uh, some of which couldn't, and they just kind of happened due to, you know, natural reasons. Um, but just pay attention to the rules. You know, those things are there. Respect them. Uh, they're there to help you. They're there to help the people around you. Um, there's so much to do at Walt Disney World. And it may be, you know, kind of frustrating when you get to an attraction and you realize that, you know, maybe your, your child is not tall enough to participate or in, in, a, in a specific attraction. Um, you know, there's lots to do. There's lots to do. Your day does not have to end there. There are a lot of really cool things that you can do. Um, and I encourage you to check on the ride heights ahead of time. You know, as a travel planner, that is something that I can help you do. If you're worried about that and you're like, well, what's the right height for this or for that? Um, just let me know. You know, let, let me know if you're concerned about that. I can get you a list of what the current right height requirements are uh, for the different attractions that are in operation you know, at the, at the time you ask me that because there may be some new attractions that open up um, or, you know, with, with different requirements and whatnot. Um, so just ask me. That's one of the things I can do with free. I'm not charging you extra for that. And I'll get you some more reliable information straight from the source for you. So respect the right heights and the rules, the right instructions, kind of on the right in the coattails on the, on the right heights there. Um, you know, if there are specific safety procedures, like keep all... You know, arms and legs, ears, noses, heads, whatever, inside the ride vehicle at all times, do that, okay? You, you don't want to get into a situation where you're not listening and, again, something happens. Um, if they ask you to tug on that little yellow strap once you buckled yourself into the Tower of Terror and you're on, make sure you do that. Make sure you buckle it all the way. Don't buckle it and then sit down and pretend like you're buckled. I mean, they're going to see you. They're not going to let you cheat your way through there. Um, just obey the procedures that are in place and you'll have an excellent experience. Those things are in there uh, for a reason. Um, and I mentioned cameras earlier, and you know, from my experience as a cast member at the Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, back then it was still Disney's MGM Studios, um, so we'll you know, still refer to it as MGM in our house from time to time. But you know, we, we would see people do things and try to get away with things, even though it's a you know, dark ride, so to speak. So most of the lighting is down um, in that particular attraction. There are lots of other attractions where the lighting is down. Often those, you know, again, are often referred to as dark rides. Dark ride doesn't always mean like dark, evil, and scary. It just means that the lighting is low. Um, so even in those attractions, there are night vision cameras everywhere. You know, they have to keep you safe and they have to be able to see you when you're on the attraction. So just be aware of that, um, that you may think you're getting away with something, but, you know, they will stop the attraction and call you out if you're doing something that is not kosher, uh, whether it's inappropriate or not safe or whatever the case may be. So um, obey, listen to the right instructions. You know, some of those things like the monorail safety announcement and welcome announcement um, can kind of seem old hat and kind of sort of like you're on autopilot. Yeah, okay, I hear it, but 
just listen, pay attention. It's kind of like the safety card uh, in, in the airplane when you go on. Just pull it out and read it. You never know. There might be something helpful in there for you. All right. Moving on. Other theme park safety tips. So some of these little kind of tidbits and pieces of advice come from um, a website called DisneyWildAboutSafety.com. Um, Disney has a um, kind of a, a, a safety initiative um, called Wild About Safety. Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King are actually the mascots of this safety initiative. Um, if you're listening live right now or later, and I'll put this website in the comments uh, later on, but DisneyWildAboutSafety.com. Um, it talks a lot about theme park safety and vacation safety in general. Um, there's some other safety tips and things in there as well that I find are very helpful, and I'm going to talk about some of them here in just a second. Um, so in a lot of this, again, I'm, I'm going to be ad-libbing a little bit, but I'm, a lot, most of what I'm going to be reading now comes directly from that, uh, from that site. So theme park safety tips, okay? Theme park safety tips. The Disney parks are filled with fun rides and attractions and proper planning, like we talk about a lot on Travel Tips Tuesday, proper planning and research can help make, your, make sure your visit is as safe as can be. Uh, first off, you want to wear uh, comfortable clothing and shoes. And like clothing, what does that have to do with safety? So just wait just a second. Wear comfortable clothing and suit shoes. Light colored clothes are best to help reflect the sun's rays during warmer weather and layers are best during those cooler months, which are few and far between in Central Florida, but occasionally this happen. Uh, you wanna wear UV protective sunglasses and a hat uh, with a wide brim for blocking the sun, but as they say on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, you best remove them when it gets going. So. Um, just take care of yourself, you know, if you're going on a ride where you could lose your hat or your sunglasses or, you know, even regular glasses like this, take them off, put them in your pocket, put them in the pouch in front of you if there's one on the, on the back of the seat rest or the ride vehicle where you are, um, so you don't lose those items because if you do have to get them back, a lot of times they can be retrieved, but it may take a little while. So if that ever does happen, by the way, if you lose like an important hat or sunglasses or eyeglasses or something, just tell the cast members when you get off and they'll, they'll be able to tell you, yeah, we can get them back for you, come back now or, you know, whatever. So that they're, they should be able to help you out if that, if that does happen. Because occasionally it does. Uh, but best thing, best practice is just to take your sunglasses and glasses off if you're worried about uh, losing them. So uh, how this you know, comfortable clothing, you know, sunglasses, all this stuff relates to safety is just taking care of yourself. It is sunny in Florida, sunny Florida, right? So it is sunny in Florida um, and it can get very warm. So you want to make sure that your eyes are covered. You want to make sure that your head is covered. You want to make sure that um, you're not, you know, wearing long sleeve shirt and long sleeve pants and hiking boots to the parks every day because your feet are going to fall off an hour into your ride and or an hour into your, your park stay and you know you're not going to be comfortable you want to dress well you know there's columbia uh, like fishing shirts i think they're called um there's a few different versions i think magella makes some um you know you can find them you know even at like sam's club and costco and probably on amazon different brands and make different types but the moisture wicking fabric those can help you um they will help you prevent from becoming dehydrated any faster than you might um, and on that note make sure you drink water uh, make sure you're staying hydrated throughout the day. Take breaks if you need to um, and enjoy yourself. Uh, summer is a very popular travel time because of, you know, school being out. Most public schools are out during the summer. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. That's the number one thing. Uh, dress properly and wear the proper footwear, wear the proper clothing. Dress in layers if you need to. You shouldn't need to, but 
Do that if you need to. Take care of yourself. Have fun in the sun. Don't get overdone. Don't forget to apply sun sunblock or sunscreen every two hours. Uh, this is something that a lot of people forget. Okay, You may even forget to pack it. Well, most of the Disney gift shops, including the ones that are kind of right at the park entrances, will have sunblock. If you're flying in, you're like, well, you know, they, you know, I, they won't you know, let you carry but a little tiny thing of it with you. You're going to use more than that. It's usually for sale. Um, in some of the gift shops, you know, that's something that if you're ordering groceries, if you're staying in a villa, you're cooking for yourself um, while you're down there or in a cabin um, at, at Fort Wilderness, you're cooking for yourself down there. Those are things that you can get when you get the, your food items. Just ask them to send you some, uh, some sunblock with that. So again, you want to apply sunscreen that protects it both against both UVA and UVB rays whenever you're outdoors. Um, adults should use sunscreen with SPF 15 or higher. Children, children should use SPF 30 or higher. Um, in our family, we, we try to use at least 15 or 30 typically uh, on, on my or my wife at bare minimum. But for our kids, we usually go with 15 and above. You know, we want to err on the side of caution always. You know, we've got some baby, we've got a baby in our family. So we want to make sure that they're taken care of, that they're covered. They've got sunscreen on, they've got a hat on, um, and they're dressed well and ready to go. Don't wait too late to hydrate. That is something that people can do. Waiting too late to hydrate can cause headaches. It can cause discomfort. Um, and you know, if you've waited too late, it, it might require some additional help um, that you don't want to necessarily have to get. It may require some additional attention being brought to you um, that you may not want to have. So I have been dehydrated before. It is not fun. It's not something you want to deal with. Not at Disney. It has to do with another experience in life that I have had. But just make sure you take take care of yourself. You know, carry an empty bottle with you. Earlier on, I said you don't need to worry about carrying house and home with you, even if you have small children. You don't need to wor worry about carrying a resort refillable mug. You can, you know, if you don't have an empty water bottle with you, those resort mugs great make great, you know, refillable um, drink uh, drinks for for you. So you can, you know, go to any of the quick service restaurants and get a you know ice cold cup of water and then just pour that on your resort mug and. You know, carry on about your day. Get yourself a little cheap carabiner, um, put it on your bag, and tote it around with you, and you'll be fine. So it's a great, great way to stay hydrated, and you've got your cool Disney mug that you brought with you there. Um, the next thing is you want to test your child to make sure that they know how to contact you if they get lost. Uh, one of the things that we do with our children um, as, as they're, you know, been growing up, we homeschool them in our house. Um, and one of the things that we do is, you know, we want them to know our phone numbers. Um, it's kind of fun to see uh, my daughter when we go to church, she'll get our little kind of welcome cards and she'll fill one out, you know, every Sunday um, and put our phone numbers down on there. And it's comforting, to, it's comforting to us that she knows that, you know, they know how to dial 911 on our cell phones. Um, but, you know, they also know that our phone numbers if something were to happen. So making sure that you have your phones, that your children know your phone numbers if you do get separated. Also having a designated location to meet up if you do get separated, knowing what to do. Um, you know, telling your children that it's okay to go to Disney cast member to look for the name tags. Um, and most of the time that they will um, direct the lost adults, because children don't get lost in Disney World. The adults get lost, right? So they will direct the adults to meet their children at guest relations or guest services of the parks, uh, which is usually located in close proximity to the baby care centers a lot of times. So um, if, if children and adults get misplaced, guest relations is the best spot uh, to meet up. So just have a plan in place. If you do get separated, always have a meeting spot. Um, lastly, um, you know, you want to 
be aware, like even if you're not, you know, uh, even if you're not traveling with children, I think it is helpful uh, to make sure that you all um, have a designated meeting spot for your whole group, even if it's just adults, because it can be frustrating. You know, cell phone batteries will die. Reception will go down. Um, you know, cell reception might go down for some reason. Wi-Fi might go down. I mean, all these things are dependent upon technology. And, you know, there was a time when we weren't dependent upon cell phones to get around the parks or around Walt Disney World. You know, when I was a cast member there, cell phones were kind of a thing. You know, people had them, um, but smartphones were not. We were just hearing about these things called apps um, that are now, you know, widely used to help people out uh, when they're in the parks. So just keep those things in mind. Have a meeting plan, have a safety plan, you know, in place, uh, just so people are aware of what's going on. All right. Uh, thanks for staying with me tonight. Again, we are talking about safety and security at Walt Disney World. Um, it is probably the most common thing that people consider, uh, even when, you know, maybe they're not consciously aware of it. So uh, we started off talking about, uh, if you're just now popping on live, we started off talking about uh, theme parks, uh, safety and security check-in procedures, uh, a few basic things there. Um, and now we're kind of moving on into just some sort of basic uh, vacation uh, safety tips. So what to know before you go, if you will. And there's some websites from Disney, uh, from their safety initiative that, I, that I've mentioned, uh, but also some FAQ stuff. And I'll, I'll put those links in the comments here in just a little bit. So what to know before you go. And these are some things that they suggest. Uh, and again, this is kind of focused on, on families and kids, but some of these things may be applicable to kind of any, anyone uh, that's going on any trip. Play games in the kids section um, as a family. Uh, and start a dialogue on what behaviors you see Timon and Pumbaa doing in their safety tips that can help keep you safe when visiting the parks and attractions. So uh, this particular bullet point or check mark uh, comes from this website that I just mentioned um, called DisneyWildAboutSafety.com. So poke around on that if you're going. Um, it's a great resource for you uh, that Disney has provided. Uh, also create a plan with the, with the kids or children in your family and decide which rides and shows to see first. So involve them in the planning process. You know, setting up real expecta realistic expectations uh, for everyone in your group uh, will help you have a great time um, and will also kind of help build a, a, a good solid framework for, for safety. You know, if somebody's not where they are when they're supposed to be there, you know, you may want to check on somebody. So involving kids in the in this planning process, you know, regardless if they're three, four, five years old or 17, 18 years old, um, is great. So uh, it's, a, it's a solid it's a solid idea. Uh, also visiting the, the websites to make sure that um, you review the uh, attraction height requirements is super important. Um, we've already gone over that, so I won't believe that point anymore. Um, pack comfortable clo clothing and shoes. So again, um, packing well, packing light when you go into the parks and wearing clothes that are comfortable uh, for the climate that you're uh, going to be in. So there are a bunch of different parks. I'm gonna these are I'm gonna kind of show you these to you. They're blown up and they're on uh, black and white, but usually you'll see these right here. There we go. You'll see these on uh, park maps a lot, um, and sometimes in the apps. And I'm gonna kind of go point by point with you for these because these are important things to sort of you know gain a sort of wayfinding awareness of when you before you even go to the parks if you can. Um, so the first thing is this a little information uh, I symbol guest relations information center. Uh, again, this is probably the best place to go if anybody in your party gets separated. If you don't know where to go, don't know where to go there, uh, they will take care of you. Also, the first aid stations. Usually, the first aid station, the guest relations 
Information Center and the Baby Care Center um, are all very close to each other, if not right next to each other. Uh, restrooms, there are restrooms scattered about everywhere. There are always new restrooms being built because you can never have enough restrooms. And restrooms are kind of becoming a thing. Um, of, you know, some of them are actually decked out pretty cool, uh, like the one in the, fro in the uh, Norway Pavilion, uh, Epcot's World so Showcase, but even more famously than that, uh, the Rapunzel restrooms uh, over in the Magic Kingdom are pretty cool to see if you go. Um, just the kind of the, the, the detail, the tile that's there is just really neat. So check that out. Um, also, the stroller rentals and wheelchair rentals, um, these can become important. So, you know, especially if you have guests, maybe they're older or uh, they have certain, you know, health uh, concerns or, you know, mobility issues or whatever the case may be. And you're like, no, they'll be okay walking around the parks. And you weigh all your options. You might decide they're okay. It's good to know where those places are just in case. Because uh, you can't get stroller and wheelchair chair rental on site. Uh, I've not known them to run completely out. I do, do imagine it does happen uh, sometimes. And there are some other places that as a travel agent, um, we can have uh, those things delivered directly to your resort. Um, so that you can take with you to all the parks. So you don't have to get a new one every time you go into a park. You can take them with you to Disney Springs, you know, on or off the buses, uh, those sorts of things. So um, strollers and wheelchair rentals, uh, locker rentals for storing all your goods, things you have, baby care centers, already, already mentioned that. Um, you want to, there's a little triangle symbol that I showed you um, and that, so right here, yeah, so right there, um, that is basically just sort of a symbol to sort of yield, right? It's sort of an upside down yield sign, but just to slow down for a second and, and consider is this particular attraction, this particular experience, you know, good for you? You know, there are some that are not good for women that are pregnant. There are some that are not good for people that have, you know, harder back conditions. There are some that are not good for maybe younger children. So, you know, Disney tries to be very family appropriate, but there are some more intense attractions that are there. We've talked about them before in a previous uh, Travel Tips Tuesday. On that same note, uh, some that might be frightening for some children. There are some attractions that drive me nuts, that frighten me quite a bit, uh, like Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom. And, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, also, um, there's a sign of what looks to be like an adult holding the hand of a child. That basically just means supervise your children. Um, so take care of each other. You know, keep your heads on a swivel where you are um, from the moment you get there the whole time. I mean, you're going to want to let people, you know, run and play and, and, and enjoy themselves. But, you know, making sure everybody kind of has a buddy. Um, even if you're going with, with older uh, teenagers, kids, making sure that they have somebody they can go through the parks with is always helpful in case something were to happen or you need to get in touch with somebody. Um, super helpful. Again, awareness is key. Uh, keeping your heads on a, on a swivel, travel smart, uh, pack light. Um, and most of what I have said tonight focuses on safety for guests. But I, I want to end on this note. Safety is equally important for the cast members. Again, safety is equally important for the cast members because they are the ones that are there creating the magic. They're the ones that are there being the vessel of, of, of Walt Disney's vision uh, to uh, help you experience all that Walt Disney World has to offer. Um, so thank them. Uh, be respectful of them. If they ask you to do something, you know, even if it's in, not in the nicest tone, um, just be kind to them. Um, listen to them and, and move on. Uh, you know, if, if there is a less than satisfactory experience with a cast member, guest relations is a great way, great place to go to get those things hopefully resolved. Um, so if you do have an experience that is less than satisfactory with a cast member or something else that has happened, um, you know, 
tell somebody. Don't be silent about it because when you're when you're silent about it, nothing can be done. You know, sometimes things can be done. You know, extra fast passes or or whatever um, that they may have available for you if something unsatisfactory happens. Um, but just be respectful of the of the cast members around you because many of them are there all day. Some of them, you know, work multiple jobs and maybe even just like some of you that do to be able to get to Disney World in the first place. These are real people with families that have real concerns. Um, so enjoy them. Um, high five them. Let them know that you really appreciate them being there and that will make your trip all the better and that will make their day uh, all the better, especially if they're working a double shift because, yeah, that does happen sometimes. So... Um, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, this has been a lot of information to cover about safety and security. We didn't really even talk about safety and security at the hotels, uh, which is a completely different kind of animal a little bit. You know, some of the same procedures are in place. Um, but again, the hotels are a little bit more open. Um, but again, th there's lots of different things to consider when planning a trip, any vacation, any destination at all. And it is my goal uh, to help you have a hassle-free experience. Whether you want to travel to Walt Disney World on a cruise, on a land tour, uh, whatever the, the case may be. So uh, let me know how I can help. Please reach out. Again, my name is John. I am uh, an agent affiliated with Travel Mission LLC uh, based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We are an authorized Disney vacation planner that is uh, earmarked and we are here to help you and I would love to have your business. I don't charge it. It's a planning fee. You're going to get the same great pricing. You're not going to pay anything extra and we'll work my tail off for you. So please let me know how I can help. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Travel Tips Tuesday and we will be seeing you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.